Hey, good morning. It's uh, it's Thursday when you're watching this. Uh, we're continuing our conversation about uh, identity and what uh, what defines us and what makes us who we are, and uh, how we find purpose and things like that as we're journeying to some places in my life. But uh, today we're uh, at Johnston Chapel, uh, the church I grew up in. Uh, we're out in uh, the cemetery. Um, used to, uh, it's kind of hard to tell, but I think back over there when we were kids. Uh, they had the dirt pile. Oh, there it is. There's okay. There's there's the, there's the existing dirt pile. I don't know if you can see it. Let me find it. There it is. See right right there. See that see right there. That's the dirt pile where uh, we take from the graves that are built, and uh, we you know it always winds up there. And when I was a kid, it used to be right over there, and we would uh we'd play in it before after we'd get out of Sunday school, and we would go play King of the Mountain on top of the dirt pile, and I usually then get in trouble. Uh, after church because we'd have our church clothes all dirty. Um, but today we're in the cemetery here at Johnson Chapel because today we're gonna talk about loss and tragedy. Uh, we're gonna talk about how there are things in our life that are difficult that we have to give to Jesus that we can never find, um, find healing apart from him. So today we're, we're here, uh, we're, we're, we're beside, uh, let me see if I can get down. Um, mom, we're at the grave of my mama Sarah. This is where uh, she was buried. Uh, this is where, um, <laughs> right here, I think is where me and Holly will be buried one day. Uh, I tell this story, it's a little um, little morbid, but hey, it's what I do. Um, our first Thanksgiving uh, as a couple, uh, after we were married, uh, my mama brought the cemetery plots home from Johnson Chapel and we were figuring out where we'd all be buried at. And, uh, I wanted to be buried right here. And, um, and Holly walks in as me and Mom look at the, at the plots, and I look at her and say, "Hey, baby, guess what? We got the spots that I don't at the cemetery that I wanted." And she looks at me kind of funny and walks out because she's at that point realized she's married to a crazy person. But um, my mama Sarah is buried right beside my granny, Blanche Bigner, my brother Don's buried over there somewhere. Mom and Daddy we buried here one day. Uh, this is where um, Uncle Merlin is over there. Uh, Aunt Margaret. Um, it's where my family uh, finds its uh, resting place. And uh, one day I too will be buried uh, right out here. But uh, her murder at a young age, when I was right as I was two, was a very tragic event in my life. And uh, I was talking with somebody yesterday. That makes me, one of the reasons I, things I learned early in life is that uh, tragedy comes, and uh, we all know and experience loss. And there's not a life that's ever lived that hasn't known some type of pain. That is part of the human experience is that we all hurt. We all know pain. We all know loss. That's part of what we go through. And so when we study the life of Jesus in scripture, we see that Jesus also knew pain and knew loss and that he was abandoned by his friends. He suffered on the cross and he died. But then we see as we continue reading the gospel that he rose from the dead. And that was the entire purpose of his coming was not just to teach us how to love and how to live, but his coming was so that he could die for our sins and then could be resurrected and then through that could overcome sin, death, and the grave. And I think when we look at that, we learn from Jesus that the cross doesn't have to define us. The resurrection can define us. That our losses do not have to define us. Now listen, our losses shape us. And our losses in many ways make us who we are. And our pain and our hurt in many ways does, does 
form the rebar of our life sometimes because our hurt sometimes affects our psyche and affects our lives even more than our victories. Think about your life. What do you learn more from the failures or the victories? You touch the hot stove once, you learn it burns, and you don't touch it again. If you've suffered loss in your life, which you have, everyone's suffered loss. Our losses are all different, though. Some losses are the loss of a child. Some losses are a tragic death. Some losses are a loss of a job. Some losses are are not getting the job that we wanted. Like, I, I've learned in life that it's not, up for, it's not up to me to judge tragedy. We all have our own loss, we all have our own pain. And every one of us has experienced something. So today, as we talk about meaning and identity, I really wanna ask you to look deep inside yourself today. What is that loss that has shaped you in some way? For me, it was my mama Sarah's murder. I was only two. I don't have a lot of conscious memory of it but it shaped the rest of my life moving forward. And it also, deeply in my heart, I realized pretty quickly that relationships can end, things can go bad, there is hurt and there's loss. I, I know that. I don't run from it, it is life. It's okay. That loss shaped me. So in your life, what is that loss that has shaped you? What is that tragedy that shaped you? Maybe it is the death of someone you love. Maybe it is losing a job. Maybe it is the church hurting you. I don't know. But you've, in your life up to this point, had some loss that has shaped you in some great way. For the bad and for the good. So ask yourself, if you think about journey and meaning this morning, what is that loss in your life? And maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you've been fortunate. Maybe you've never experienced any type of great, great loss. And for that, praise Jesus. That My hope is that you haven't. But most of us have. Most of us have faced some type of disappointment, some type of hurt, or some type of tragedy. What is that for you? And secondly, have you given it to Jesus? Have you given that hurt, loss, or pain to Jesus? And let me tell you what I've learned. What I've learned. I've learned that giving it to Jesus, what, let me tell you what I want it to be. I want loss to be something that we give to Jesus one time, and then we're done with it. And then it's over with, then it's good. We've laid it at the altar, we've given it to him, and then no more. We're done with it. That's what I that's what I want to happen. But I found that's not typically what happens. Giving our loss and our hurt to Jesus is typically not a one-time experience. It's typically not a one-time thing. But it's a daily and over and over, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, giving to Jesus. And then we take it back sometimes. Because remember, this loss scars us. It shapes us. And once it shapes you, you really can't shake it. It's there. What we want is we want it to not hurt. But it's going to always hurt a little bit. It's always going to hurt if you touch it. I've often described loss as a deep scar that may, may cover up. And it may look fine. But if you ever touch it just right, it's going to hurt. That's okay, y'all. That, that's okay. Giving it to Jesus doesn't mean that we're not saying it doesn't hurt. Giving it to Jesus doesn't mean that it goes away completely. Giving it to Jesus doesn't mean that it's like it never happened because it did happen. Our losses have happened. Our hurts have happened. Our tragedies have happened. That's not what this means. But by giving it to Jesus, I mean this. We, it loses its power in the light of grace.
as much as my mama Sarah's death has shaped and molded me and informed me, it doesn't define me. Not anymore. What defines me is the grace of God. What defines me is my conversion. What defines me is my growth in Christ. What defines me is my family and my ministry. What defines me is Jesus Christ. Our losses are real, but they can't shape us. Not in that way. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of, of um, Ruth and Naomi returning to Bethlehem after um, their time away. If you know the story of Ruth, you know Naomi and her husband go to a foreign land in a famine and eventually her husband dies. She is married off with three sons. Eventually the sons die, the, the husband dies. She tells her daughter and daughters-in-law to return back home. She has nothing more for them. But Ruth tells Naomi, no, I will go with you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. So Ruth goes with Naomi back home to Bethlehem. And as they come back to Bethlehem, all the women from Bethlehem come outside to greet them. And all the women say, here's Naomi, here's Naomi. Naomi says, no, 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 do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. In the Bible, you've heard me say before, changing your name implies something deeper. Changing your name implies something that you become a different person. Saul becomes Paul, etc., etc. So when Naomi says, do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, the word Mara in Hebrew means bitter, that I'm now bitter. Don't let grief change your name. Don't let grief make you bitter. Don't let grief make you hurt. Give it to Jesus. That's not to say that you're still not going to feel it. That's not to say that it's still not going to be there. But it is to say that it doesn't have to define you. Today in my journey, I've learned that yes, grief and pain are law and loss are real. But they don't define us like the grace of God does. So today, give your grief to Jesus. Give your tragedy to Jesus. Give your pain to Jesus. And you may have to do it every day. Give it over and over and over, and you'll find His grace there waiting for on you. So today, what is that loss? And have you given it to Jesus? Today, may we find His grace in all places.